Yeah, I'll always be a metalhead. They nothing can take that away from me. Right. I mean, not jail, not people, not religion, not anything. I'll always be a metalhead. 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 This is Will Smith from Artificial Brain, and you're listening to the Great Metal Debate Podcasts. Hey, it's Robert, a.k.a. Gom Thog from the Great Metal Debate. How are you? Doing all right, man. How about you? Well... We're also here with my guitar player, Orvedo. What's happening, dude? Yeah, we just we just chilling with the ball rolling. Okay, cool. You know, what I mean, we like uh, you know, getting a chance for people to get down on our level to realize that we're still average people, musicians with the same goals that's trying to entertain and have a good time while we're out. You know what I mean? And and you pronounce your name Or Orvedo? Orvedo. Or Veda. Yes. Like Lord Veda. You can, you can actually reference me as Lord Veda if you want. Lord Veda. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I first saw you guys early December 20 of last year at Daisy Dukes. I was there to see a couple of black metal bands and was really psyched up about those. And then I see you guys setting up on stage, and I'll be frank, the way you were dressed... I actually thought about leaving and going and getting something to eat. <laughs> yes. Nice. Yes. Nice. So we turned you off. I like that. What's up with the look? I mean, you your sound surprised me, but you I take it the look is on purpose. Yes, it was. Because, well, to be honest, it's like, you know, when, usually when you go to metal shows, and, you know, I love metal to the heart. And as you can tell, I'm a guitar player, singer, and I love the shit that I do. So, you know, I'm Orvada Tremaine, which I am the guitar player, lead singer in the band. Um, but the reason why we decided that we wanted to start cleaning up is because, you know, it seems like metal always has a bad atmosphere. And, you know, usually when you when you hang out and everybody's like, you know, it seems like we're all concert t-shirt out promoting another band and ripped up jeans and stuff like that. And I'm always dirty because I, I like do mechanics with my hands. So I'm always greasy. And Keith always smells like food. <laughs> Let me just say that. He always smells like food. So I told him, I said, you know, what we need to do is, we, you know, because we never really get a chance to basically clean up. You know, we like, you know, hell, the only time we really even go out is when we're going to go play metal, so at least, why not at least dress nice to where we can at least appreciate what we do during the off time, you know what I mean? That actually makes a ton of sense, man. You know, I do a lot of artist interviews, and I have before, like, left church on Sunday, driven somewhere, and been in a dress shirt and tie when I've interviewed an artist, and I've actually gone to the venue before, had people ask if I was a probation officer there, you know, to, to <laughs> check up on somebody. And the thing was, if we dress up, it's going to do something to the, to, you know, to the people when we set up. Cause they're, they're, number one, it's not often that you actually get to see 
visions of color and metal, meaning that, um, you know, I'm a black artist playing in a, in a heavy metal band, and we thrash our asses off, you know, and there's not really too many artists. Like, usually when we go out, it's predominantly, you know, a, a white genre type of sound, you know what I mean? So, like, there ain't many Mexicans, blacks, or even Orientals that you run into. Right. So therefore, that's, that's, like, number one, my niche is, that I know, number one, when I walk into a bar, I'm probably going to be nine times out of ten, maybe one of two or five black faces in this club. So sure. I utilize that plus the fact that people are going to think to themselves that what is this guy right here going to do? Is he really supposed to be here? You know? So then dressing up, that just kind of amplifies that. You know what I mean? So they're like, really? Why the fuck is this dude here? Until I get on stage and then they're like, Wow, I never really expected that from you. You know, you kind of like you're kind of creating some dissonance, like with your look, aren't you? Yeah, that's cool, man. Well, I, I gotta say, you all blew me away with your. It was, I I would never have imagined that you guys would sound the way you do based on the look. I mean, it really, it, I was really taken aback, and. uh Man, you guys impressed me. You you really blew the lid off that place. There weren't a ton of people there, unfortunately, but uh, man, I was just so impressed. Right, thanks, man. We appreciate it. Yeah, we really do appreciate it because I mean, we drove you know a couple hours with the loss of a bass player that night because our bass player ended up choking out on us to where he basically kind of you know ended up in. Uh, a law situation where he lost his license. We don't really know the details of that situation, but long story short, he never really... Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly, exactly. <laughs> so he he never really kept in, you know, constant contact with us since, you know, he dropped a big bombshell on us, and then, like, two weeks kind of went by, and then we're expecting him to come. We kind of did another show before we went to Daisy Duke's, which I just kind of heard, kind of throw this out there, but I heard that Daisy Dukes maybe have got shut down for a little while, man, and I hate to say that, man, but rest in peace if you guys are actually dead out there, man. I wanted to say it, but thanks for letting us play there, man. I, I just think that they need a shot out. If we can get that club back open out there, I don't know what's going on with them, but maybe we can figure something out and maybe be able to go back up there and jam as well, you know. Yeah, unfortunately, but, I can confirm that that they they are closed down, and that that really bums me out because I've seen some amazing bands play there, uh, a variety of bands, and and uh, yeah, that that really sucks when a a good location like that, a good place uh, for playing music, shuts down. Yeah, and the thing is, if you really realize, you know, especially here, and I don't know if it's because people consider it the country Bible Belt. But it's kind of hard to, like, find venues that really promote metal, you know what I mean? And stay, and their doors stay consistently open. You know, it's a hard thing because, like, we have a few clubs here in Knoxville, but without you directly being on a big bill, you know, a lot a lot of times people don't get a chance to hear local sound. And I'm, I, I really appreciate the fact that we got the chance to go up there and, you know, being that you're from Kentucky, is that is that where I think that you're from, right? That, that's right. Yeah, we're in western Kentucky. Okay, see, and that's what I mean. So there, if it wasn't for them, we would have never got a chance to meet you to be able to get our sound out to you, you know. 
And that's the thing that we really need to keep this metal scene alive. So for all you fans out there and fellow musicians, man, we got to keep promoting this local sound and keep this, this stuff alive because these venues need us to go in. They need us to come and set up. We need to bring fans in. We need to spend money inside these bars because these bars don't stay open for free, you know. And a lot of people think that sometimes that, you know, we're all superstars and, you know, we need to be paid so much. But to be honest, you know, like me and Keith, since we started this band, we've done majority of our shows for free. We pay a lot out of our pockets to make this sound happen. We don't expect anybody to give us anything. Right now we're paying our dues. We're, we're not worth anything no more than any other band that's out there. We're no better than no one. And, you know, our music is, I'm glad that you consider it, you know, classifiable enough to be considered a sound. And that's one thing that we can, we, we really appreciate that, man. But, you know, I just, I'm glad that you're giving us a chance to the voice you know, ourselves and let people know who we are and what we really stand for, you know, because we're about the the unity of everybody, you know, and we need to figure out a way to come together and try to make more of, you know, these local events go down. I actually throw parties at my house. I own three acres out in South Knoxville, which, you know, pretty soon here we're working through another bass player right now. He's a 16 bass player, so you guys be uh, expecting a little bit more sound and adding. Yeah, it's going to be pretty badass, man. But, <laughs> yeah, dude, it's just like, you know, we really, really seriously appreciate it. I can't, I can't say that enough, you know what I'm saying, that you're actually really trying to keep this alive for everyone out there, and I hope people really appreciate what you're doing. Man, we love talking with musicians like you guys, fans. We just love the metal I've only ever been to one show in Knoxville, Summer Slaughter, a couple of years ago with Arch Enemy. Are there many places in Knoxville equivalent to like a Daisy Dukes? There's a bar, Open Court. It, it, it opened up a couple of years ago out west. And uh, they've been doing a lot of local local bands and metal from out of town. I, last time I went out there to promote us, there was uh, two bands from Florida that was out there. And... um there's uh, the Long Branch Saloon, which I don't know if they're actually still open right now because they've been having technical difficulties with some of the employees not being completely fair, I guess, with the income that people were revenueing in down there. So I don't really exactly know. That's kind of hearsay, so don't hold me to that. Allegedly. You know, but, yeah, allegedly. People can't – basically, people can't be adult and, and keep to their word and work things out like we're all supposed to. That's why usually I, I usually don't try to go – argue about the finances because usually if we have to charge we, we do benefits like we're getting ready to do a benefit now speaking of benefits uh, a friend of mine just found out that her grandson needs to go for an emergency surgery so right now i'm kind of doing a little fundraiser to try to make something like that happen man because the if, if most bands really quit thinking that they're superstars before they're superstars then this this music scene can stay alive like and the thing is like you see, and I'm not going to, like, deface any bands because I like the bands that we played with, you know, as in, you know, the musicians and what they do. But to be honest, you know, some of some of the people's attitudes have been in the wrong place. You know, like, you, like I, I, for example, can easily say that, you know, every time, like, we have participated in anything, we, any time that we've ever got paid, we give up our money to whoever, whatever, we either either give the money back to the bar. If we get paid $25, the bar gets to drink for free. You understand what I'm saying? And then our merchandise we give away for free. But people think 
that if they're starting out, I mean, think about it. I get the fact that it costs you $10 to make a T-shirt. Well, if you couldn't afford to make that $10 T-shirt, then why make it if you're going to charge the people that you know as your fans that are coming to half your shows $10 to get in, and you got they got to pay you 15 to $20 for a T-shirt? Uh, that's not fair. That's not fair to the fans. You know what I mean? That's why everything that that's why we give away free CDs. We give away free T-shirts. You know, when we start when we start really selling selling out, you know, bigger doors like bringing in uh, fans of our own that's willing to travel with us, fifty strong. You know, and that's something else because then that's ten dollars a head, and I'm bringing in five hundred dollars every time I show up. You know what I mean? Right, who's right. Who's doing that? Local bands ain't doing that. You know, there's a few. There's a few that can. You know, and anybody can with enough time and enough promotion. But most of these bands get, you know, well, they get asked to be on a bill, and then as soon as they get on a bill, you ain't even seen these guys play ever, but then they're like, okay, well, where's my pay? I, I showed up, I played three songs, and now I want my 50 bucks, and I'm leaving. You know, a lot of bands don't sit and hang out and wait to, you know, everybody's there. I, I, I show, personally, either one of us in the band, all the time will stay. Either I stay at the shows to show appreciation for the music and show the support through you know, our band itself or Keith would do it, you know, so. Oh, yeah, I mean, I met, I I talked with Keith, I talked, I guess, I don't know if that was your sister, girlfriend, Keith, but, uh, yeah, and you guys were just super cool, very very nice to talk to. Right, appreciate it, man. Girlfriend. Didn't want to assume, man. No, you're good. <laughs> no, well, you know, you just be respectful, that's cool. But, yeah, man. See, it's 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 interesting you say that because I'll admit maybe my bias that, you know, when I we started quite a few years ago this podcast and started talking with musicians and doing formal interviews even with you know some major touring acts, I kind of assumed that most people would be jerks and a few would be nice. I've found in my experience the opposite that most people are pretty nice and actually the jerks really stand out like. Exactly. Like, if you're an a-hole, I think it's terrible to be an a-hole as a musician because I think you really stand out from the crowd right. when you're a jerk to people. <laughs> I mean, see, that's the thing, because you think, and you know what's crazy is that, but being musicians, you would think that there would be, like, a lot of times a brotherly camaraderie because we're all equally struggling. You would think, but it seems like bands be hating on each other a lot of times, man. You, know? you, you think a lot of that's like jealousy and envy? I don't know. I can't really tell you what people's feelings are. I'm not jealous of no one. I, I don't envy anybody, and I hope that people don't I don't necessarily envy me. I'm an okay guitar player. I do what I do, and I play from the heart, but there's like people that are ten times better than me, you know what I mean? I mean, I do what I do, but I play from the heart, but I, I can say that I'm not by far probably top 10 in Tennessee, you know what I'm saying? I play music, and it sounds good, and I appreciate you playing it on the podcast, but, you know, I can, I've seen a lot of bands that I know that me and Keith have sat back, and when we stand with them, we're like, fuck, we just played with these guys? What the hell? <laughs> they were so good. They were so badass. Like, how the fuck did we get to play with these dudes, you know? And it's like, then, but then they're like, you know, you guys are pretty cool, man, and then, you know, most people that, we meet, for the most part, we do build a lot of good bridges with bands. Because like I say, I've, I've done 
easily, I don't know, probably about 10 shows out here at the house, and we probably played with probably six different, maybe seven different bands from different times that we played here at the house within the last year. We talked about your music a little bit. Let's let the listeners have a taste of it. Off your promo CD, I'm going to play the track Perception of Life from Inquiry with God.
played that live when I saw you, and it sounds really strong on this uh, on this promo CD. How long have you guys been uh, playing these songs? Perception of Life was written about three years ago. It was kind of influenced by a bad relationship that I had. And the um, funny thing is, before me and Keith got together, because he was actually doing another project, and I was kind of messing around with this other drummer, trying to come up with another idea and another sound. But then getting with this guy that does these little blast beats and wants to wear a snare out like Keith does, it made me change, yeah. change the direction. <laughs> made me want to change the direction of the way I play. Because the funny thing is, you're not going to believe this, but before three years ago, I did not play metal like I did. Really? Dude. <laughs> I played like a, a thrashier sound, but this old fast-picking type of metal going back and forth playing clean and stuff i just designed that whole idea out of me like a couple of years back because i was doing something else i had a couple different i actually played guitar in a rap project we won battle of the bands here back in i think it was, was it heather 2009 when we won that yeah yeah we, that was actually in uh, another another project is I somebody else is somebody else in the room yeah, a friend. Of, oh, actually, one of my roommates. I live with three women. You know oh, I mean? cool. Well, uh, say yeah. hello. Yeah, say hello, Heather. Hello. Hey, welcome yeah, to the Great Metal Debate Podcast. <laughs> yeah, according to yeah, and yeah, and Corey with G.O.D. and the roommate Heather. <laughs> but yeah, she's she, she's my best friend. Her and her wife is awesome. Awesome. But uh. Yeah, I tell you, we're we're all about equality, man. People people should always always remember, man. Everybody bleeds the same, we breathe the same, and we die the same, and we pray and beg for forgiveness the same. Well, I get I get a feeling that some of those thoughts are, I I got some of that from your music when I saw you live, man. Definitely did got that vibe. Yeah, I'm glad that because you know sometimes when you go see bands and you listen to them. And you're like, well, what do they stand for? And then, you know. When you're not Christian. <laughs> yeah, it, we're not really like, we're not a Christian view, you know. At, at, you know, And I'm not, basically it's like this, it has nothing to do with religion per se. But the reason why we even named the band that is because that's what's wrong. To me, that's what's wrong with the world. And I named our band Inquiry with G-O-D because everybody should question the God that you follow. Because if your God wants you to eradicate someone else or try to change someone else, make someone else convert to the way you think, the way you breathe, the way you can go wipe your behind after you take a dump, if you ain't using the same toilet paper, we shouldn't be judged because of that. People should love each other under one idea, one unity. You know, religion is the only thing that divides man. Religion is the only thing that tells you that I'm different. Religion tells you that if you ain't praying either to one sky guy doesn't make any sense to me. It never has. Because, you know, why would God want anyone to have to convert? Why would God want worship? He just wants love. Like anybody else, even human beings, we want to be loved unconditionally. We want to be trusted, but if everybody tells you that you, you can't be here, you can't do this, you can't do that because you're not from here, that doesn't sound like anything that God would create. Why would God create an idea for you to be hated? That's very interesting. I, w- I want to drill down on this a little bit because we've had a bit of a debate here on the Great Metal Debate about the issue of so-called 
Christian metal. We've actually had Michael Sweet from Striper on the podcast. Uh, And so I'm kind of curious what your all's take is. My argument has been that whatever you think about like Striper or, you know, another one of those bands, that like the whole idea of Christian metal is kind of silly. Like I don't go to a Christian plumber or a Christian gardener like if they want to be inspired by Christianity... Why does that got to be a title head? I get you. Why does that have to be a title head? Why can't you be Mr. So-and-so and show up at my door? Yeah. Because basically, basically, okay, the funny thing is, it seems like the, our three major religions are the ones that seem like everybody must be converted into what they believe. And if you ain't following that, then you ain't nobody. And I don't understand why that's the case. You know, because... I don't ever remember God telling you to hate your neighbor, but everybody wants to hate everybody and tell everybody, well, you're not Muslim, you're not you're not a Judaic Christian, you're not a Roman Catholic. Why label all your denominations if you all follow under one God? Why would God create us to hate each other because of that reason? And everybody seems to hate each other because of that reasoning. You know, because if you look around, You've got the people that are fighting a holy war in the Middle East because of what people said that God wanted. Well, how can man continue to try to say that they can interpretate God's needs or what he believed that he wanted or she wanted when the fact is that if God was the loving and all-seeing God that we all sit here and want to come and save us from our downfalls, if it was actually an existence that we're supposed to believe with blind faith is going to save us and put us on another ascension to spirituality, then, <laughs> then <laughs> I know I talk deeper, look, uh, but you got to realize something, man. If that was the case, then why would people have to change you to love you? Why do you have to, like, think about when countries get bombed, they send the Red Cross. If they send the Red Cross with a Bible. They don't just send the correct cost with food and, and water, the simple bare necessities. No, you have to be converted at the same time that the Red Cross is there. Why is that a fact? Why does the Red Cross have to convert you while they're feeding you? I don't get that. You know, I see a lot of religious pe- tags and people like send these dimes. Think about, think about how they've been collecting 69 cents for a cup of coffee that you, once you pay for a cup of coffee, monthly can save this little African child. Think about that, dude. If you can eat on 69 cents, they need to show me where they buy bags of grain, dog. Because I ain't bought a bag of grain for 69 cents, period. You know? You you make... Yeah. You make uh, some good points, man. I'll I'll tell you, however, you know, another angle that we've discussed before, again, on the podcast, and the night that I saw you guys for the first time, the band I was there to see, well, they they put up a religious image on the stage, which was an inverted cross. I'm talking about my friends in Lestravi and the vocalist Morgan Weller, who sings uh, Evil Incarnate and O Sanctifier and Rites right. of the Goat Christ. And so I've been called, and, and that yeah. stuff, I love that stuff, and I've been called out as kind of a hypocrite to question Christian metal and yet love the black metal bands who invoke the satanic images. Right. Well, you know why that, that is? Freedom. 
Well, let's beyond that because it appeases it appeases to the dark parts of who we are. It's like basically it's like this, and and I'm gonna put it on a racial sense. <laughs> so, but it's tasteful. It's like you've been dating white women your whole life, and you get a chance to sleep with someone else other than white. So it's kind of appealing, you know, because you're like it's erotic, it's dangerous. And it's the devil. I can go play with them a little bit. It's trouble. It's it's everything. You know you know what it is. It's like knowing that when you were three years old, when your mom told you not to go, you know, so far out to the edge of the porch because you may fall, you still went. You know what I mean? Because that's the dark parts of who we are. Anything that seems like it's going to fit us, as in people, men or women, that sounds appeasing, good or bad, we just want to like it. And if it seems enjoyable, it doesn't matter to who it's supposed to offend. It's about a personal feeling ourselves. Because I don't want to offend you because I listen to metal, but then some people, like you say, can be offended and say, well, how can you go to church and you listen to Slayer? Like, 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 that's supposed to, like Slayer is supposed to make me evil? You know what I mean? Because I go to the bar... And I, I call myself listening to this black metal band. Does that make me uh, Satan's child? No, ba- baby. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I guess I'm. I'm like, yeah, maybe I am Satan's child because I love that but stuff. Maybe. <laughs> but then, how are we any different? And if we are in like an image of the gods in which we serve, then we're destined to fail anyway. So that's you, the way I look at it. You talked about you, huh? you talked about darkness. I mean, do you think metal has to be dark or can can metal just be light? Well, I think it has to be both cuz look, Ozzy Osbourne said it's the best, baby. Come on now. Cuz look, if it wasn't for Ozzy bringing in the dark side of that, we wouldn't even have a Christian metal. Think about that. If it wasn't for Ozzy and them doing what they did, and Tommy Iommi and Giza Butler them back back in the day. If, they, if it wasn't for them doing what they did, we wouldn't have metal like it is. You know what I mean? We wouldn't even consider metal as being evil if it wasn't for people like, you know, um, uh, Alice Cooper biting heads off back and, and Ozzy spitting in, you know, trash cans and everybody thinking who's going to drink it. You know what I'm saying? Just think about it. The, the more you do that's risque that someone else won't do, they consider it taboo. I mean, think about it. For the longest time, people thought it was so taboo to smoke pot. Now look where pot went. You now it's I mean? a cash crop. Yeah, now it's a cash crop. We've covered a lot of territory there, going from playing at Daisy Dukes to... Uh... Christian and black metal, and now to weed as a cash crop, man. But uh, you don't, really, don't want to get us really started on the alien theory. <laughs> oh shit! That's the reason. So you got to realize, GOD stands for Galaxy Observation Device. Because he will say God, but it is is anagrams, man. You know what I mean? Stands for Galaxy Observation Device. Because it seems like we're all trapped under some device that makes us believe that we got to be better than our neighbors. Why do we have a standard if we're all human? Why? Because think about it like this. And if those that listen, 
and that's listening to this podcast, think about this. That why would we have hunger when we control the food? How can people starve when, when people control the food? I don't get that. How can you ever starve? We are, especially in this country, when we realize that corporations daily throw away tens of thousands of dollars worth of food and write it off a tax every year. But we have people that starve because we control the food. That's about all I got to say. Yeah, and, I, and I can't debate that point, man. That's just uh, that's just truth right there you're speaking. <laughs> yeah. Because no one should starve. That, that, that doesn't make any sense. And, watch, and this is why I say, how can God be as real as people try to make God being? If the powers that be that push God down our faces as our government and our Vatican churches and all these big people, then why do they let the world starve? Why? Do, and they're going to say they don't have no control over it. Watch this. Insurance. Look, we just had a big fire down here in Gatlinburg. Insurance companies came in and swept in and helped everybody get all their little money, and they paid insurance dividends out so everybody should be okay, right? That's what insurance is for. Then why do fundraisers on top of that and gain more money? I don't get that. They need more money on top of the fact of giving money away to the insurance. I don't, I, the things that we do here in, this, in, in the world contradicts itself or what they say is, that we're supposed to believe is real. They say, believe in God, pray to God, but if you walked into your psychiatrist's office tomorrow and told him that you believe that you talk to God, you know where they're going to put you, on Thorazine and in a room. That's the fucking truth. Because they, they want you to talk to God, believe in God, but they don't really want you to do it. As soon as you say you are involved and you're that deep, they're going to tell you that there's no way that you could possibly talk to God. You're not a man of the cloth. Well, I don't think God is that choosy of who's going to love him or her. You know what I mean? Because isn't love about being loved? It ain't about being hate and the conditions under that hate. It's about the love we share, man. I'm glad you actually gave us a chance to talk. No, man. I enjoyed it. We're, we'll talk. We'll need to talk again, man. We'll get some more topics and have you guys back on at some point here. I've enjoyed it. Uh, oh, that's my little dog. Orveda, Keith, and also Heather. Hey, sh- sh- what? I want Heather on here to say something else. We don't have enough ladies on our podcast. What? What's your take in like 30 well, seconds, well, Heather? You'll have to catch her in a little bit because, to be honest, she just hurry up, slipped out on Oh, okay. That's cool. Up. All right. You have well, to pick her wife up. <laughs> oh, I got <laughs> you. All, good, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Yeah, man, it's all awesome, man. Inquiry with G-O-D. Question your gods you follow. Nice. All right, dude. Uh, I'm probably going to use about half of what we recorded. I really liked what we uh, a lot of that, but I, I usually edit stuff down. So That's fine. Yeah, so uh, we'll, uh, yeah, and I'll, uh, I've got, I did an interview uh, was it Monday night? I can't remember what night it did with another band. So right. I've got I've got that interview to edit, and then I'll do get this and uh, yeah. So uh, and I'll let you guys know uh, when I put it up. So uh, thanks guys for taking the time. I really appreciate it. this. Was enjoyable. I, I I like how you just kind of went off on a tangent, man. That was cool. Yeah, he does his thing. <laughs> no, that was awesome, man. I loved it. We it was, we've. We, we we really appreciate you um, 
doing this for us. No, it was great. I mean, it wasn't exactly what I expected, but it was pretty cool. So again, I'm, I'm, it'll be, I'll, I'll probably listen to this driving to work tomorrow morning and kind of think about how to cut it up a little bit. And, uh, yeah. So awesome guys. Thank you all so much. And, uh, Hey, you know what we'll come up. You need what you need to do is, is get a way to set us up to where we come up there and play live on the podcast, dog. Oh shit, we—that's an interesting idea. I mean, I need to come down. I actually have a sister who lives in Knoxville, uh, so yeah. See, then if you're right in there, then you need to come down here and set up. Do one with it. I know. Uh, yeah, definitely need to do that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know about. I think my wife. Of 20 years, uh, I would make it to 21 years if I invited you guys up here. But uh, well, I think well, you can come, you can bring your wife too, man. You guys are more than more. Than oh well. no, she and I don't see eye to eye on music at all. So oh okay, no, yeah. But that, like if you come down, yeah, I mean, yeah, just we can talk about it. Maybe plan it here within another couple months or something, man, towards spring or something. Yeah, do a lot. That'd be cool. Uh. So, so you guys do have more music besides uh, the four songs. Dude, I have like I've got like thirty songs. I'm like re- we're ready to be signed if I can keep members in the damn band. <laughs> but me and Keith's like we're ready to just go on as a two piece. I mean, to be honest, because if this bass player don't work out, then I got a I got a chick that I'm trying to keep in my back burner for the next year, and then if she works out, then we'll have a three piece without a bass player. But if if everybody works out, we'll have four people. If not, within the next year, me and Keith are going to tell everybody to suck some ass, and we're just going to do our thing. Bye. I mean, honest, honestly, I've seen a bunch of bands, like big bands, headline bands, who their bassist couldn't make it for whatever reason, and they just they just had the bass as a backing track. Right. Uh, I've seen that, too. And, I don't want to be that band though. But, but see, we'd rather, we'd rather do it without it though, because we don't really need it. As heavy as my guitars is, and the way I switch back and forth, I I keep you away from that idea of missing the big place. I honestly, I didn't miss it when I saw you guys back in December. So exactly, you know, yeah. cool. That's awesome. The gimmick with the suit, the suits and everything, the dress up that look that we have, and the sound that we have. I think we it speaks for itself, man. You know what I mean? We because I don't use all kinds of effects. I don't need all that madness. I don't need to be playing sweeps and running up and down my goddamn guitar like 100 miles an hour the whole song. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait till you hear some of our our, our shit from the third album, dude. Because we didn't even we only played like we played what me and Keith felt like we was gonna have time to do. Right. Like we could have came there and did like. Easily 15 songs. Easily. But because we were, like, told, you know, we're time constraints, I have to set up our set list around how much time that we're told we're allowed to have. Yeah. So basically, for the songs that we was allowed to do, I knew that, like, what, like, three of our songs is, like, closer to seven minutes and the rest are, like, five. And then I got one that's, like, eight. So then it's, like, I have to really call myself sitting down looking at the math and adding up some time to make sure we fit half our shit into what we're doing. What's good stuff, man, and I uh, I'll definitely uh keep Hey, look, eye. man, you need to get the, you need to get the answers. You can uh, you want some CDs to filter down there or what? Sure, I'll take a few, yeah. 
I mean, what would you think that you would need? You know what I'm saying? Because I can send you what you want. Uh, may, like so. Well, I'm saying, listen, no, no, wait. Because what I'm saying yeah, is, because what you could do is, I'm not telling you to individually pass out a hundred. What I'm saying is, you could stop by a club or something that you might just have to go by and, and you know explain who you are. You do the podcast, blah blah blah, and whatever plays. Because each y'all got something up there that plays metal around there. Yeah, I mean, there's well, again, I'm in Western Kentucky, so I'm in a tiny town, and I'm so I'm right. I'm about midway between I'm about an hour and a half from Louisville and an hour and a half from Nashville. Or Clarksville. Yeah, Clarksville's like that's probably about an hour and a half away as well. That's cool though. We'll figure it out. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, but we'll keep in touch, man, and definitely. Oh, definitely, let me know if you guys head back if you if you head over to to Ward Nashville or Clarksville, and I'll. Uh... We're supposed to be going to Bowling Green, Kentucky, sometime soon. Uh, oh, really? I know. Okay, yeah, I well, see, know, Bowling Green. That's where I actually. That's where I work. That's like twenty minutes away. So. Okay. When when are you going to Bowling Green? Like, they're the guy we met up there. They were talking about having a come-up place. Daniel. Huh? Yeah, Daniel. Yeah, that yeah, guy. Yeah, no, I know Daniel, yeah. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. He wanted us to send him material because what we were saying is that, you know, every once in a while, y'all can hit victims like we do. Hit people random at gas stations, man. If people are concert teachers on here, they're just banned out. You know what I mean? That's how we do it. We don't just go post up somewhere, and I randomly go to clubs. Like, put it this way. Killswitch is about to come to town. I'm going to go hit every car in the parking lot. <laughs> I, I don't go inside the club. For what? I pass out CDs that somebody's going to leave sitting on the bar? Yeah. No, I go hit their, I go hit their cars and leave CDs on their, on their windshields, under their, you know, under their windshield wipers. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. That, I mean, and that, that'll take, dude, you're talking about an hour out of your day to go promote it at a show. Dude, so you guys are probably going to play at Spillway in uh, Bowling Green. That's what he was talking about, something like that. Yeah, so I'll I'll definitely. I mean, unless I've got a remind him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'll do that. So I get up there and remind him, and that's why I'm telling him that you already hooked, hooked up with us, and we're going to send you some CDs to help. Because see, the thing is, if we're going to play up there, if you guys had a hundred CDs out within the streets, you got guaranteed somebody that people to show up at the door. Cause you guys are the promoters from up there. Well, I'm not a promoter, man. I'm just, I'm just a metal you know, I mean, fan. But you are. But... You're, you're promoting metal now. That's yeah. what you do. You yeah. Do your podcast. Yeah. I mean, you just do it in a different way, and that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Because I mean, you know, it's just like, it's just like we're gonna, we're gonna help promote you to the, you know, on the podcast. Because as soon as, as soon as we get up over here. And we get you to edit that, and we're gonna have people go right to you a little shit and check you out. No, oh, I appreciate that, man. I mean, that's I mean, that's what it is, baby. No, that's nice, man. Yeah. So, like, give us an address we can send. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's uh. Cause you know, you you know, Daniel will help you pass that shit out. <laughs> yeah. He will. Uh, yeah. You can send it to uh, my name's Robert, and the last name's. And it's. Street and it's Morgantown, Kentucky, and the, <laughs> the zip code is four two two six one. Awesome, thank you. Hey, no problem, Keith. 